everyone, Matt Lowe here. Welcome to the 64th episode of Bouncing Back, a video series meant to give people who have been laid off to COVID-19 an opportunity to sell themselves to new employers in the ad industry. And this is the 34th episode as part of my partnership with the Avail List, an unbelievable website that spotlights all the amazing talent in the ad industry who are ready to get back to work. For this episode, we have Asabari Kulkarni, who was most recently a graphic designer at Pentagram. We're really happy to have you on. So happy to be here. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, of course. Maybe start off by telling everyone how you're dealing with this pandemic, where you've been quarantining and how you're keeping busy the last few months. Yeah, of course. So when this pandemic started, I was still in grad school. So I graduated into the pandemic, which was quite a scary time. There were no jobs. It was all looking very indefinite, very uncertain. But I have been currently quarantining in Wisconsin. I was in Baltimore when it was all happening in Maryland, where near my grad school. But the good part is that I'm getting a lot of time to do my personal projects, which I was just delaying. And I'm also getting a lot of time to work on my thesis project that I started during grad school. So I have been working on that typeface and it's been really fruitful to just keep on working on that and it's coming to a good end. Yeah, that's great. What are some of those side projects and what did you go to grad school for? Uh, I went to the Maryland Institute College of Art. Uh, my master's was in graphic design. So some of the side projects, firstly, I'm working on the typeface. It's a variable typeface. Uh, it stemmed from my thesis project and it was uh, quite an ambitious project because there was lots of weights involved and it was quite scary, but it's nice to get that time to just concentrate and work on that. And uh, one another side project that I'm working on is it's called like windows of the world where I'm gathering people's silver linings of COVID as far as you can call them silver linings. And I'm trying to make an interactive website where people can just add their own window or just look at people's windows of the world to just get that brighter side of COVID if there is any. And I'm getting a lot of time to write a lot. So that's been nice. Now, maybe, you know, just tell everyone a little about yourself. Maybe, you know, if you've interned anywhere, what, you know, where you've worked, maybe some clients you've worked on. Yeah, so um, I have been freelancing and uh, the, my latest project was the Visible Voices podcast. I did the rebranding and the website redesign. It's a podcast hosted by Dr. Risa E. Lewis, MD. Uh, it's a podcast that deals with healthcare equity and trends and she tries to bring in equity in within the healthcare industry. And the aim of the podcast is to give, uh, to elevate voices that have been invisible previously. So that was a great project. Uh, I have worked with the curator of uh, MFA Boston on an exhibition that she was curating called the Shelter in, Pla in, the Shelter in Place Gallery for, called the Craft School. So that was quite an interesting project where I got to use my own typeface, which was really cool. Uh, last summer, I interned at Pentagram in New York in Emily Oberman's team. That was uh, like a dream opportunity. And uh, I got to work on a lot of projects. And it was just insane that the team was just so amazing. And there was so much to learn from. Before coming here, I worked at the Indian Type Foundry back in India in Ahmedabad. And that was my first experience of uh, actually 
designing type, which I didn't do much in school before that. So that was an amazing experience. And I think in some way that also helps me as a typographer to just understand type a little better. Yeah, definitely. What would you say you're looking for in your next role? Um, I think what I what I like about design is that it's fluid and I still like to imagine graphic design as a multidisciplinary thing instead of compartmentalizing it to just simply publication or web. So th that's what I enjoy the most where studios have that, uh, that creative freedom of just a designer being fluid and dipping your hands in a lot of paint colors at once. So definitely that's something that I'm looking for because I like to I, I think of myself as a versatile designer. So I like to work on many different projects at once. So that's definitely. Yeah. And, you know, that's definitely something that happens in this industry. You end up working on multiple projects at the same time and mm -hmm. challenging for your brand, but it's also nice to, you know, be able to take a break from one project and work on something else and kind of keep you fresh, dipping into a few you know, different projects. Yeah, for sure. What are some of your better qualities? Uh, I think I'm very hardworking and dedicated to what I do. Like, I think most of the designers, we get into this because we really like what we do, not for any other thing. So uh, I, I really put my heart into what I'm doing. And like I said, I, I think one of my best qualities is that I'm versatile. Uh, I, I like type design. Uh, I, I like to do typography. I like to do motion as much as I like to do branding. So I'm just very fluid and multidisciplinary. So yeah, I think that's, that's great. And, and comes in handy. Do you have a certain you know software that you like to use best while doing you know whether it's regular you know designing or typefacing? Uh, I love to use glyphs, and since I've been using glyphs for type designing, I tend to use it for illustrations also. I prefer glyphs to Illustrator in many ways. It's just more easy to use, more intuitive, and more fluid. Great, I'll have to check that out for sure. I much more know the Adobe suites, but I'll check out some of the others. Do you have a favorite project that you've worked on? Uh, I think the craft school project was uh, very hands-on and it turned to be something very different from what I had imagined it to be. It was supposed to be just uh, a simple poster project for an upcoming exhibition between during quarantine. But since I got to use my own typeface because of what kind of a project it was, it turned out to be a letterpress poster, which we hadn't imagined when it started. So there was a lot of creative freedom, but uh, it also gave me a lot of joy to actually see my own typeface being letterpressed at, at that scale. And then we turned that into a limited edition poster, which was going for a good cause at the Black School. So that was a really nice project that I enjoyed. Yeah, that's amazing. How long did it take you from, you know, just starting to concept this typeface to actually putting it out in the world? Oh, it took me, I think, seven months because I started uh, back in December 2019. Uh, and then it came to, a, it kind of uh, was complete because I had to for my final graduation around March, April, but I'm still working on it. So, yeah. And what was the process like, you know, to bring that to life? So my typeface was very conceptual, unlike what regular typefaces are. And that was a challenge because to bring, bring on those concepts into the form meant just compromising with the curves at some point. But I really wanted there to be a story to the typeface. I wanted people to be involved in selecting the weights and varying the weights. So 
a lot of time was spent in naming the typeface and naming the different variables and the weights for the typeface, which I think was useful because people did appreciate that, that involvement in the typeface. And then there was a lot of sketching, lots of just throwing down ideas of how to actually materialize the concept. And then there was just the process of the mechanical process of just actually building the typeface, which is the most fun. Yeah. How many you know, tries did it take for you to finally get something, you know, you were really happy with and then continue down that path? So many tries. I, I just kept <laughs> on sketching and I, I wasn't happy with anything because I felt like I was putting so much pressure on uh, the concept that it really needed to materialize. And yeah, I just kept on trying. Honestly, I've lost count of how many sketches I made. Just, just, just doing, going after it. Yeah, that's always you know the difficult part of this industry in general is you have such a great idea and you envision it perfectly in your mind, but as you start bringing it to life, you realize you know maybe you can't bring it to life that exact way, and you have to start you know figuring out where to you know give in a little bit and tweak a little bit to still get really happy, but it won't be you know the exact thing you first thought of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what. What's uh? What is the name of the typeface? Where did you land? If you're able to tell me. Uh, it's called Nari variable. Nari means woman in Hindi, and it stems from the concept that how, at least in the Indian society, a woman is expected to assume many different roles depending on the age uh, and where she is in her life. So that's the idea that how the typeface just assumes different. Uh, weights and styles depending on the different variables yeah I, I love it that's great excited to, to see it out in the world thank you what will agencies be getting if they did hire you uh i think like i said i'm just maybe repeating myself but i'm extremely hard working so i just put my heart and soul into what i'm doing and i'm very hands-on and multidisciplinary so uh, you wouldn't have to worry about just me knowing one thing because I, I like to do motion, I like to do 3D, I like to do type design, branding, which with as much um, vigor and enjoyment. So that's definitely my biggest strength. Great, are you willing to relocate or you wanna be somewhere in the Wisconsin area? Uh, I, I would, I mean, I would prefer that it be remote right now. Yeah, of course now, but you know, maybe in six months or a year, do you want, you know? We'll... In a year, yeah, in six months or a year, for sure. And willing to go somewhere else, you know, around the US? Yes. Great. I also, you know, I love, you You mentioned that you, you know, love writing. So I love a graphic designer who can write, but I also saw that you're a self-proclaimed poet. You want to tell me a little about that? Uh, yes, I am. I just like, I, I just love to write poetry, usually about the things that I see around myself and uh, about the flowers and the trees around me. I feel like that's my biggest inspiration. And especially during the quarantine with so many walks uh, that I've been taking, which I didn't take earlier. I think it was just nice to just absorb everything around me and write about that. It's it's a nice outlet that I find. Yeah, I, I love that. Maybe the last question for me is if there's a dream agency, client or brand that you want to give a little shout out to. Um, I think my dream agency is uh, Pixar Design Studio. Uh, I heard Laura Mayer talk about how she letters the movie titles uh, for the Pixar movies. And I think that is like my dream job for sure. Wow, amazing. Well, you know, unless there's something I didn't touch on, thanks so much for, for jumping on and doing this. Thank you so much, this was great. Yeah, hopefully, you know, I'll share it out, you know, in the next week or two and hopefully some people see it and, and reach out. Yes, I'm open to work.
Yes, great. Thanks so much. And again, appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap for the 64th episode of Bouncing Back. If you know anyone who may want to sell themselves to recruiters looking for talent in the ad industry, have them shoot me a note at malow930 at gmail.com and check out the availlist.com for you know a large list of people who are ready to get back out to work in the ad industry. And you can now check out all these episodes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify under Bouncing Back in Advertising. Thanks a lot.